Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Raphael Hernandez, pastor at Essence Place in Hartford, Connecticut. Welcome. I'm recording this right now for those that weren't able to be at our Sunday morning service today, December 18, 2022. The uh, service today in the morning, we, we talked about uh, Jesus is the answer. We're continuing on that theme and the series, Jesus is the answer. And to, today, we looked at that he's the answer uh, to hopelessness. He's the answer to hopelessness. You know, Advent and the Christmas season is all about hope. It's about remembering, reflecting upon and meditating upon the reality that the hope of heaven, Jesus, came down to earth. It's about remembering the hope that Jesus represents to each one of us as he was born, as he became human and experienced living a human life for the purposes of rescuing us from the power of sin, the flesh, and the devil. Folks, Jesus is the answer to our hopelessness. There is an epidemic of hopelessness in this world. And God has created us humans in such a manner that we need hope to survive. Without hope, people give up on living, on their dreams and goals. Hope is essential. When we lose hope, it has an effect on our entire person emotionally and physically. My dad was in a concentration camp in Cuba for five years. He was sentenced to that concentration camp after people overheard him and two other friends talk negatively about the communist government. The concentration camp meant, being in a concentration camp meant that he had to provide free hard labor for the government by doing construction and by cutting and processing sugarcane under the hot Cuban sun from early in the morning to late into the night. The entire experience of that concentration camp was set up to break the spirit of a human being, to take away his or her hope for a better life and future. My dad has told me that many people lost all hope while in this concentration camp, and after losing their hope, many died. Arizona State University conducted a study with troubled youth around the subject of the effects that hope has on people. They wrote and published an article on this study called The Science of Hope. What they did is they, they took these troubled youth and they surrounded them with hopeful talk and attitudes, giving them hope for their futures, hope that their pasts were taken care of, and they began to see a turnaround in these youths and incredible results as youth began to change their old habits and 
went from becoming or feeling uh, hopeless, hopeless to be to feeling hopeful, becoming hopeful. And they began to see a connection between the feelings of hopelessness that people have, that these troubled youth had, and the behaviors, their behaviors, behaviors that they showed. Today I want to encourage us this Advent season that you and I don't have to stay in the quicksand of hopelessness. And I call it quicksand of hopelessness because it's like quicksand. You get in and slowly it starts to it starts to um, have an effect on you and you begin to sink more and more into it, just like quicksand. But we don't have to stay in that quicksand of hopelessness because Jesus came to rescue us from that condition. And Jesus gives us a hope that never fades or ends, regardless of the circumstances that we may be going through at the moment. The first point that I want to draw our attention to is this. Jesus is our hope in our present moment. That means right here, right now. Scripture says that Jesus is our living hope. 1 Peter 1.3 says in the NIV, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Notice what it says here. In his great mercy... He has given us new birth into a living hope. God is merciful with us and therefore he sent his son Jesus to become a human being and live a human life and die a cruel death on a cross so that we could have new life. You see, without the birth of Jesus, the death of Jesus would not have occurred. And without the death of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus would not have occurred. And if the resurrection of Jesus had not occurred, we would still be under the corrosive power of sin and the devil would be having a field day, be having a party. But the fact is that God the Father sent the hope of heaven, his son Jesus, down to earth. And God did become human, and he did experience what it's like to be a human being, and he did willingly go to die a torturous death on a cross. And after three days of being dead, Jesus rose from the dead, and that means that you and I have hope in the present, right now. We have a living hope. In the present, because at this very moment, Jesus, if you are a Christian, lives inside of you. His life is powerful. His life is transforming. We're no longer what we used to be because Jesus lives inside of us if we have received him as the Lord and Savior of our lives. You see, Jesus has power.
power over our seemingly hopeless situations. I'm going to say that again. Jesus has power over our seemingly hopeless situations. He has power over our financial struggles. He has power over our depression and anxiety. He has power over our physical health. He has power over our relationships and our marriages. The hope of Jesus is not a dead hope, but rather it's a hope that's, that is alive in us. It's, it's a living hope. It is an active hope. It's not dormant. It's active. It's alive. It's a hope that has the power to transform our lives from the inside out as we live our lives and as we let him, as we cooperate with him in the work that he's doing inside of us, inside of each one of us. Now, let's say that you don't know Jesus. Let's say that you you don't have a relationship with him. You really don't know him. You've heard about him, but you really don't really know him. Well, I have good news, because if you don't know Jesus, Jesus is still your present living hope right now. He welcomes you with open arms right now to repent, that is, turn away from your past lifestyle and turn to him. Turn away from your old way of living. Turn away from the substances that you're using to numb you. Turn away from the old habits of stealing and manipulating others. Turn away from the old way of doing things to try to just, you know, see yourself as, um, you know, I'm going to take care of myself and I don't care. I don't care what happens to anybody else. In other words, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a hard world out there. So I'm going to look out for myself and who cares who I step over. Turn away from that. Turn away from Whatever old patterns of, of, of uh, sinful habits and lifestyle that we used to live in and turn to Jesus. He is our present living hope right now because he welcomes all of us with open arms right now to have a relationship with him. He wants to have a relationship with us. Revelations 3.20 says this, in fact. It says, here I am. This is Jesus speaking. He says, here I am, exclamation point. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens a door, I will come and eat with that person and they with me. Jesus is saying, I am knocking at the door of your heart right now. And if you hear my voice, all you got to do, all anyone has to do is open the door. And I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. What does that mean? I will have a relationship with them. And they will have a relationship, a living relationship with me. I will come and live inside of them. My life, my living hope will be inside 
of them. The second point I want to draw our attention to is this. Jesus, as our living hope, converts our past into our future testimony. Jesus, as our living hope, converts our past into our future testimony. Luke 8, 38-39 says this, The man from whom the demons had gone out begged to go with him, but Jesus sent him away, saying, Return home and tell how much God has done for you. So the man went away and told all over town how much Jesus had done for him. This is in reference to a man uh, who was possessed with demons that Jesus sent into a bunch of pigs. Jesus took the demons that were inside this man and he sent them out of the man into a bunch of pigs. The pigs didn't like the demons that were in them, so they ran off a cliff and killed themselves. You know, all of us, all of us, that have a relationship with Jesus, have a past that Jesus has redeemed. This man had a past. This man had demons in him. He had a past. He had a past that wasn't very good past, right? In in the sense that, you know, those demons were causing him to do bad things. Now, not most of us don't have demons that are in us, you know, and that kind of thing. But we have bad habits. We have bad attitudes. We have, uh, you know, maybe addictions, and other things that we've done that we're probably ashamed of. Well, Jesus has come to redeem our past. We are no longer who we used to be if we have a relationship with Jesus because we have the hope of heaven living in us. We, therefore, should be ambassadors of the hope of Jesus as we tell others what he's done in our lives. Just like this man. Look at this man. He says, the man went away and told all over town how much Jesus had done for him. He couldn't but he couldn't help it. Jesus had done so much. He was a different man. He was a different person. Those demons no longer controlled him. See when Jesus comes into your your life, the living hope, you know, he has the power so that the old habit no longer controls you. That addiction no longer controls you. The old way of living no longer controls you because now Jesus, your living hope, is managing your affairs. He's inside of you. And he's never going to let you go. I want you to know that. He's not going to let you go. As long as you don't let him go. He's there. So, folks, we should be ambassadors of the hope of Jesus by telling others what he's done in our lives. Tell others, you have the hope of of God in you. You have Jesus in you. Tell others about Jesus. You have a testimony to tell. You have a story to tell others. Tell others what Jesus has done in your life. Psalm 103 verse 12 says this, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Jesus has removed your sins from you. All of them, as far as the east is from the west. In other words, they're all removed. That's as far as he's removed. Every one of them has been removed if you 
have put your trust in him. If you have a relationship with him, he's our living hope. The third point I want to say is that Jesus is the hope for our future. Jesus is the hope for our future. Revelations 1.7 says this, Look, he's coming with the clouds and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all peoples on earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. It's interesting here in this verse, it says, He's coming with the clouds. In other words, in the sky, in the clouds, and every eye will see him. There won't be anybody when Jesus comes, because this is talking about Jesus returning. Did you know that Jesus is going to be returning? He came as a baby. He was born as a baby, but he's going to be returning in the clouds, and every eye will see him. So shall it be, amen. That means it is a done deal. It's going to happen. Every eye will see him. Who's he returning for? Why is he returning? Well, it says in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 to 17, 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 to 17, it says, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. In other words, those that have died and are, you might say the old saying, dead and buried, right? Those that have died, right? They're going to come out of the ground. They're going to have new bodies. And they're going to meet Jesus. Their, their, their spirits and soul are going to be reunited with a new body and they're going to meet Jesus. They're going to, they're going to meet Jesus. They will rise first with that new body. They're going, to, they're going to meet Jesus. And then after that, we who are still alive, in other words, those that are still alive, we're not dead and buried. We're still here. We're still alive. We are going to have new bodies. We're going to be revived. These are bodies, what I mean by new bodies is bodies that will not decay. Supernatural bodies. Just like Jesus had a supernatural body when he rose from the dead. He had a body that would not decay. We will also have bodies that will not decay. And so after that, we who still who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds, those that are already, that were dead, but then rose from the dead and went up to meet Jesus. Well, we who are still alive will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And listen to this. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Forever and ever and ever. And what does that mean? That means forever means there is no end. When we go to be with the Lord, there, there is no end. We're going to be with him forever. Jesus is the hope for our future, a glorious future, an incredible future, a future with, with, with love itself because God is love, a future with Jesus forever and ever and ever. So the three points that I that I have emphasized to today is that Jesus is our hope in our present moment. 
that number two, Jesus it, as our living hope converts our past into our future testimony. Number three, Jesus is the hope for our future. Now, turn with me to Luke, the Gospel of Luke, in your Bibles, chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, reading from verse 8 to 14. Now, I told you earlier that the devil would have had a field day if Jesus was not born. If Jesus had never been born, we're we're reflecting upon during this Christmas season, the birth of Christ. Well, you know that none of this thing, none of these things that I talked about, none of these three points that I've talked about would have happened unless Jesus willingly said, yes, I'm going to be become a human being. I'm going to be born. I'm going to live a human life and I'm going to willingly go to the cross. None of these things will happen. But the first point is that he had to be born for this to happen. And we celebrate this birth because of what that means. The birth of Jesus, King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So the devil would have had a field day, you know, and the demons would have had a field day if Jesus had said, no, I'm not going to do this. But he didn't. And instead of them having a field day, it was the angels in heaven that had a field day. Now listen to this in Luke 2, 8 to 14. It says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. There was a party that took place in heaven. There was a praise and worship that took, that took place in heaven. When Jesus was born. When Jesus was born. You know, during this season of Advent, if you or someone you love is feeling despair and hopelessness, I want to encourage you and them today to turn to Jesus because he has the power to give you hope in your present moment. He has the power to redeem your past. And Jesus has the power to give you hope for a future with him 
forever and ever and ever and ever. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you've done in our lives. Father, right now I pray for those that are feeling that everything is hopeless. Father, reach down to them. Touch them with your Holy Spirit. Jesus is knocking right now. He's knocking at the door of your heart. Whether you believe him or not, all you have to do is open that door and he will come in and all you have to do is receive him into your life, into your heart. And he will come in and he wants to have a relationship with you right now. He wants to show you, he wants, to, he wants you to experience the living hope. He is the living hope. He is the one that can transform your life. He is the one that loves you so very, very much and will pursue you no matter what. No matter what you think you've done. No matter if you think that your sin is so bad that he could never love you. That's not true. He loves you and he's knocking at your door right now. Let him in. I pray, let him in, in the name of Jesus, amen. Well, God bless all of you who um, who have heard this and uh, maybe some that will hear it in the future. May God encourage you. These are encouraging words. This was an encouraging message today to encourage you during this Advent season, this Christmas season, for you to know that Jesus is our living hope. He is the answer to hopelessness. God bless. See you next time. Bye-bye.